It's time to think outside the cake box when it comes to dessert. I'm talking pumpkin funfetti and chai, Manhattan cocktails, exotic fruits, and so many more unique flavors and designs. I guarantee after this interview, you will be inspired to think of new and interesting ways to incorporate your personalities into your dessert. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to give a quick shout out to two awesome wedding registries that my couples love. The first is Zola. Zola is the next generation of wedding registry, combining gifts, experiences, and cash funds in one place. One of the things I love about Zola is that they seamlessly link your wedding website and registry, making it super easy for your guests to shop and learn about your wedding at the same time. Also, after you set up your registry on Zola, they'll hold your gifts until you're ready to receive them. Maybe you live in the city in a small condo and don't have a ton of extra space like we did, or you're in the process of buying a home and you don't want to move all of those gifts from your current home. Whatever it is, Zola won't send your packages until you're ready for them. And if you change your mind and don't need the gift, they make it super easy to get store credit and the gift giver will never know. No more driving to the store to get gift cards you'll forget to use. Zola also makes group gifting super easy for bigger ticket items. Finally, they'll give you 20% off any remaining gifts on your registry for six months after you say I do. This is way more than most other stores who only let you use this kind of discount once. Zola lets you use it multiple times for six months. To start building your wedding website and registry, visit verbeventco.com backslash Zola. The next registry my couples love is HoneyFund. HoneyFund helps couples realize their wedding and honeymoon dreams by allowing guests to contribute money towards once-in-a-lifetime experiences, down payments for your first home, and even your favorite charities, which I think is awesome. Guys, I say this all the time, but life is too short to waste it on moments without meaning. What better way to begin your life together as a newly married couple and the end of the pandemic than with the most amazing trip ever? Our honeymoon in Italy is still one of our favorite experiences, and we've been married for almost 12 years. To get inspired and check out the most sought-after honeymoon destinations, visit verbevenco.com backslash honeyfund. And now, on with today's episode. Happy New Year, friends. I can't believe it's 2021. I hope you had a nice holiday wherever you are. I am so excited for today's interview, guys. Whether you and your partner love cake or you care more about creating a beautiful and memorable wedding experience with a sweet finish, whatever that may be, you will get so much out of this interview with Jen McClure and Molly Hartley from Scratch Bake Shop. You'll also be surprised to hear all the different combinations that are possible when it comes to making your desserts friendly for guests with dietary constraints. So definitely make sure you pay attention to that part near the end. Finally, 
the ladies did record their interview while at the bake shop, so you might hear a few or a couple or a lot of pans dropping in the background. We did our best to clean it up a little bit, but I think it's kind of cool because it's as if you're sitting with them at the bakery while we're talking. So anyways, without further ado, let's get to the interview. Welcome to today's episode of Ask the Planner. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite and my couple's favorites parts of the wedding, the dessert. If you're listening to this podcast, I know one of the things you value is creating a beautiful and unique experience for your wedding guests. Your dessert is one of my favorite opportunities for you to really wow your guests, and it's something all of them will look forward to. When most people think of wedding cakes and dessert, they think of a white cake, probably almond with pretty frosting and maybe a fruit filling. But there are so many more possibilities. Today, I'm talking to Jen McClure and Molly Hartley of Scratch Bake Shop from Rochester, New York, and they're going to blow your minds with everything that's possible with your wedding cakes and desserts. In 2013, Molly Hartley and Kate Castles were the dynamic pair that created Scratch Bake Shop while working together at a local bakery. With experience in the culinary and design world, today Molly Hartley and Jen McClure strive to give Rochester a taste of something new and exciting. Custom and special event suites are their forte, along with creating allergen-free offerings that are sure to delight any and all palate. That is so true because I love them all. Along with their team of hardworking, dedicated women, co-owners Jen and Molly create beautifully crafted and delicious baked goods. Every staff member at Scratch is firmly committed to providing excellent customer service and is an essential part of the Scratch Bake Shop team. Together, they bring their clients the highest quality sweets for everyday life to their most celebrated occasions. Guys, please help me welcome Jen and Molly to the show. Jen and Molly, thanks so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you both. Hi, Hi thank you so thank much you for, for having me. us. We're so Yay, excited. Um, so I first, I love to start each episode getting to know our guests a little bit before we dive into the interview. I read your bio at the top of the episode, but I'd love for you guys to just tell our listeners in your own words a little bit more about you guys, how Stretch got started, and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I, Molly, have been baking pretty much my whole life. I've It's always been a major passion for me, um, and I knew at a very young age, um, it's something I wanted to pursue as a career. I knew pretty early on that I wanted to open my own bakery, and yeah, it's just been something I've always really, really loved to do. We started Scratch um, working full-time jobs just very slowly, took some orders for friends and family. Through word of mouth, it started growing and then just quickly started growing, I think mainly because of social media. We created an Instagram mm-hmm. and a Facebook um, and it really blew up. Social media was a huge, huge help for us growing the business. We ended up renting a storefront one year into starting the business and yeah, it just really took off. Jen started working for us a couple years in when we were able to start hiring people mm-hmm. became our event coordinator. Um, so Jen and I both have a culinary degree. We both went to school for culinary and a big passion for food. Jen became a partner. It's actually been a exactly now. a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jen became a partner last year when my original partner Mm -hmm. left and I was just so excited. She wanted to take on the (laughs) challenge of becoming a business partner and she's been a huge, huge help with like growing the business in many different Mm -hmm. ways. And it's just amazing to have someone who's equally as passionate about it by my side. That's so awesome. Jen, did you want to add anything? It was a lot of cover. Yeah. I think we're both just really excited about food and 
looking to grow scratch a little bit more. I mean, I didn't start out baking. I actually used to hate baking. So it's kind of funny that I ended up in this direction. I actually have a food science and nutrition background. It was kind of a switch. I started doing product development until I decided I wanted to get back more into dealing with real mm-hmm. food. I started working at restaurants mm-hmm. again. And then I moved home to Rochester. And that's when I got involved mm-hmm. with scratch. So. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like your Instagram following is just huge and all of all the people that follow you guys are like the biggest fans like I will go like you know because I know you guys have that partnership with some restaurants um and if they have a scratch bake shop cake people will just go there just for your cake which is just amazing like the following is just amazing which I think is great yeah we're so so grateful for our following it's interesting I think people just really love their everyone is so Mm -hmm. visual people love food but they also love the way things Mm -hmm. look and if you know, if you scroll through our Instagram, it's like every picture is right. different. And most of our staff, um, we're all mm-hmm. artists and creative yeah. people. We have a lot of art um, graduates here who are working here. So it's really fun to get creative, to try new mm-hmm. flavors. And um, I think people really take that on. Yeah, I can usually tell. I, I like joke with my husband because I'm like, if I see, like if we're out at a friend's birthday party or whatever, and I see a scratch bake shop cake I'm like I know exactly what that is and he's like I can I bet you I can guess who made that he's like no you can't I'm like oh yes because your style and just like how well you guys iced your cakes is just very it's such a high level I think that getting off on a tangent (laughs) yes it's definitely a labor of love and uh, we're all insanely like our standards are are so Mm -hmm. high here and we're so like our attention to detail is a little bit which is crazy (laughs) but in a good way and I think it's interesting though because it's not like your photos are super duper polished you know because you have ones you know you have other bakers that are like it's in behind you know in front of a white backdrop and it's like very very nicely set up which your your photos are but it's not like it's you're I don't know it's not like you try too too hard to make it the pretty photo it's really like the cake or the dessert really speaks for itself and you don't have to do all this other fancy stuff to make it like a beautiful photo you know what I mean yeah, I mean, we use our iPhones and that kind of goes with baking from scratch, mm-hmm. like scratch bake shop as a whole business. Everything we do has always been from mm-hmm. scratch, like from the ground up. We mm-hmm. started, we've never, paid, we've never really been able to afford to pay for like marketing mm-hmm. or photography mm-hmm. or, you know, even to purchase a nice camera. So <laughs> right. we've done the best we can with like what we've right. been able to have. Yeah. So. I love it. I love it. Um, so today we're talking about how to get really creative with wedding desserts. And I love this topic because I always like incorporating the dessert course into the overall design of the day so that the dessert has a chance to stand out, but is still a cohesive part of the overall design. And you all have so many options when it comes to being creative with desserts, both in flavors and in their design. I feel like your flavor list is almost endless. Can you share with our (laughs) listeners why you think it is important that couples take the opportunity to be creative with their cake and their desserts? Yeah. So I think a lot of our research before starting to get into the wedding industry, we did a lot of research with like, what are other bakeries mm-hmm. offering? And you go to most bakeries for a wedding tasting and they talk about your options and you have like a very small mm-hmm. list, like choice A, B, and C to choose from for your flavors and the design. And a lot of them are really old school mm-hmm. places where it's like designs are so old yeah. fashioned. They're also and- just like preset designs. Like you flip through a binder and it's like you have – 
this piping design or this piping design and that's it. Yeah. That's no fun. (laughs) Yeah. What we're finding is that things are changing and it's important for things to be changing. It's always important to, you know, roll with how the world is changing Mm -hmm. and Instagram, especially like being able to scroll through photos of different place bakeries and cake places from all over the world. It's so cool to see all the different designs that people Mm -hmm. are doing and we never wanted to give people choice like A, B, and C. We really want to work with our couples to create the wedding desserts of their dreams mm-hmm. based on their wedding. There's so many factors that go into it, like your whole design. Yeah, your dessert should really reflect you as the couple. Like, for example, we've done desserts in the past where if a couple is met at a coffee shop, we did little coffee cups and bagels for their dessert Cute. favors. Like, it should really reflect you as the mm-hmm. couple. It's your day, so yeah. it should be about you. Can you guys, like, do you even know how many dessert options you all offer? Or is it just too many different permutations? Um, it's about eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's split between cakes, cookies, um, mini assorted mm-hmm. desserts, pies, um, and larger <laughs> desserts, too. And then our flavorless, I think, which is not, it's not the entire list, but I think it has about 60 flavors right. on it. But we've outside as well yeah sometimes it's if once in a while people come up with the flavor that's not Mm -hmm. on the list and we really don't want to say no if that's something that someone really wants um Mm -hmm. we've gone as far as creating people will come to us with like old family recipes and they say i really need this and we try to create something similar if not the exact Mm -hmm. same for Mm -hmm. them to have at their right. wedding. So we just really want to do what we can to make our couples happy. Awesome. So can you tell us like a little bit more about what all those flavor options are? Because I think people that aren't familiar just they hear like 60 options. They're like, what does that even look like? <laughs> yeah. So we definitely have everything like your classic wedding cake, which is your almond raspberry, as you were saying in the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, but then we also have started adding different citrus options mm-hmm different herbal options, which are really nice play. Um, we also have classic flavors like your caramel, your chocolate, your vanilla, but we also do cookie doughs and funfettis. And I think that our actual yeah. flavor list that we have typed up is in alphabetical order. <laughs> it is in alphabetical so one like said it would start with like almond and like anise mm-hmm. and apricot. apricot and like literally anything you can think of for each letter. <laughs> Um, but the flavor list is also just to give people an Mm -hmm. idea. Some people get really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by it, but we just want people to know the possibilities are endless when you work Mm -hmm. with us. So if you're big foodies, which a lot of people who come to us know we're big foodies, Mm -hmm. um, then you can have so many different possibilities. We've even had people come to us and like, this is our favorite cocktail. We love a Manhattan. What can you do with that? And we can take those flavors and kind of mold them into Mm -hmm. a dessert have a favorite dessert but it's not necessarily a cake and they want those flavors in their cake and we can work with that right. as well jen do you we do no go ahead. sorry we do always try to talk about um as far as flavors go thinking about what's in mm-hmm. season because obviously seasonal items are going to have the most flavor um and we're always trying to support local farms in the mm-hmm. area and get like for example like fresh produce from local farms and things like that so yeah I remember when I was when I was getting married that was you know almost 12 years ago I'm I'm Filipino and I love mango and I got married um, mm-hmm. down in Charlottesville and I really wanted some some mango something in my cake and the baker was so so nice and she's like okay we can do mango I can't promise 
it, I will try because she's like, I don't, if the mango isn't, you know, because yeah, obviously there's no mangoes growing in Virginia. If it's not like right for the season or I can't just get enough mango, then I don't want to compromise your flavor because it's not, you know, and she was actually Indian. And so she and I are like very particular about our mangoes, <laughs> but she did an amazing job. But I like learned like you can't just have whatever you want because it might not be available or the store not, might not have it or, or whatever too. Yeah, we run into that um, with fresh figs mm-hmm. a lot because fresh figs are so beautiful mm-hmm. and people really love to have them on the outside of their desserts, on mm-hmm. their cake or like fruit tarts. Um, but fresh figs are only in season, as you know, for a very yes. short period of time. And you really got to utilize yeah. that. I time. also <laughs> wanted fig as well. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. Those. yeah. One. Also, Desiree, we should come up with like a hollow hollow oh. dessert for. for- <laughs> or ube. I swear, like I, there is um. That's amazing that you know about that. But there's like you know because Red Ribbon is like the big Filipino bakery, and my sister lives in New York City or outside now. But we will just like trek all the way to Queens to get an ube cake, and then like I was there two weeks ago, and they didn't have it. She like texted me. She, no, she called me, and she was like. So they don't have ube cake this time. And she and I was like, it's okay. She was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had ube ice cream and it was so good. It was in yeah. Halo Halo. But yeah, it's it just not – for people that don't know, Halo Halo is like um, – it's basically this like Filipino ice cream dessert that Halo Halo means just mixed up and everything. So it has like fruit and ice cream and like all these – I don't know. There's just like a lot of things like mixed up together. But I love the ube because it's not overly sweet. Mm-hmm. So – so yeah, we can talk about that <laughs> for sure. Do you guys find that when it comes to thinking about the des- like the different dessert flavors that people shy away from it or they're just like intimidated by it? Or do you feel like they're because they know that you kind of specialize in it, that they're super, super excited to do that? Or do you feel like they need some prodding or encouragement? I think it's yeah, a, mixture. a mixture. I would say for the mm-hmm. most part, when people come to us, they know who we are. They know what we offer already. Like we get a lot of um, inquiries where they're like, we've been following you forever. We've been yeah. waiting for this moment where we can come up with our crazy d- designs and flavors. And we're so excited. Um, but we once in a while get couples who are like, we're just vanilla, vanilla people. Yeah. Nothing crazy for us. There's some people that don't even like cake and they're like, we're doing it just to have it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are they into the cake um, design then? Like how pretty it would look or not? Sometimes those people are like the people who are vanilla vanilla. They're like, we trust Mm -hmm. you guys to come up with something. And we try to really get people to think creatively and like go a little outside Mm -hmm. of their comfort zone. Um, We do offer wedding tastings Mm -hmm. for our wedding clients and our tastings have eight different fillings flavor wise for the people to try. So we do more of a mix and match Mm -hmm. style, whereas some other bakeries just get kind of like that Mm pre-made slice. We like everyone to mix and match so they can see how different flavor combinations can work together, which maybe it's something they didn't think of before. Right. Exactly. So can you tell us more about what that tasting looks like? Because I feel like you guys do a good job for, you know, compared to some other bakeries where you are able to mix and match, like, and you guys offer the champagne option. Like it's just a fun experience altogether. Yeah. So when you come in for a tasting, um, you get three different options to choose from and the, you get, eight different fillings and frostings, and then four different cakes that are in mini cupcake form. We don't frost them. We keep the cake separate from the frosting. The frostings are always in little containers so that you can try the frost. Sometimes the frosting or the filling can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. For example, something like lemon curd has a really strong flavor. So if we put that on the cake, that would be really all you would taste. So we want people to be able to try the mm-hmm. cake separate from the frosting and the filling. Um, mm-hmm. And then of 
we always offer if you want to have a four inch cake because mm-hmm. some people are like, well, I don't know what this is going to taste like in cake form or I have this cake idea. So then you can add a four inch cake um, with the flavors that you want. Our fully frosted cakes are always four layers of cake with three layers of filling and then a frosting. So you can get a lot of different flavors in that one small cake if you wanted mm-hmm. and then of course the champagne is I'll always the, the best yeah <laughs> it comes with everything the best option <laughs> it's just nice i mean it's just like a fun experience i feel like you guys are really into creating a nice experience for your couples not just on the cake side but you know the whole process itself well it's wedding planning and you're at the end of the day you're deciding your dessert it should be mm-hmm. something fun and stress-free i mean it's dessert and cake and it's it's a happy thing so right once in a while we get couples who are like well I want these 10 mini desserts at my wedding can we try one of each in the tasting um mm-hmm. it's kind of challenging for us as a small business because we would have to make um a small right. of each item mm-hmm. and what we do encourage though the tasting is really just like a like starting off yeah point. get to know each mm-hmm. other yeah get to right. know get to know our product. Um, if you really don't like anything, then obviously we're probably not a good fit for you. No, you know, hard feelings there, but it's just a good way to try things. And then mm-hmm. we always recommend there's usually between like six to 10 months up, up until the wedding day. And we don't require any final decisions until um, a week or two b- before that. So we always recommend thinking about holidays or parties you'll be having mm-hmm. with your family those are great times to order mini dessert items that you can try throughout the time before your wedding yeah and people also idea. have like tasting parties where they'll order a couple of different flavors of cakes or desserts and have their friends and family come over mm-hmm. um, which ones they like the best because it gets them their friends and family also sort of involved in the cake process too which is fun yeah, I love that because then you could do it at like a shower or an engagement yeah. party, and then people can vote, and then they're like they're part of the process, which mm-hmm. I think is fun too. You picked flavors you liked anyway, so you're winning no matter what. <laughs> exactly. So, can you tell us a little bit more about how you come up with maybe the flavor options with your couples if they're undecided or they just are overwhelmed? Yeah. So the the starting off point with the tasting itself is always a good good place to start um, because we do give like a variety of different options, like an herbal option, like a lavender or a chai, and then mm-hmm. a fruity option like a raspberry or a lemon and a caramel or peanut butter. So we try to do like an assortment there to see kind of what people are thinking. And mm-hmm. people are usually pleasantly surprised that they like certain things or that they don't like certain things. Um, I mentioned before thinking about what's in season is always really, really helpful. Like if you're getting married in like June or July, that's when berries, strawberries and blueberry picking is, you know, at its prime. So you'll get the best fresh berries. It's also a time where people really want something lighter, like lemony or like even, you know, something with champagne. Something with champagne. Yeah. And then also just thinking about, a variety. Like, I think it's always good to have a variety. So most of our wedding desserts aren't just cake. It's also other mini desserts. So I always say it's good to have, like, a chocolatey option, a, like, fruity option, something a little more herbally, something nutty. Um, yeah, and we typically also recommend if you want to go wild with flavors, still have a few that'll make grandma and grandpa happy that might not really be into, like, the espressos or the more, like, wild bourbon flavors or things like that. If you want to have a couple of what maybe we would call safe flavors that you know are going to be crowd pleasers and then, like, kind of build off of that, have a few different, a little bit more adventurous flavors. Right. I think it's good to think about your guests, but I'm also, like, it's your wedding cake, so if you want yeah. something crazy, go for it because Absolutely. then people will actually remember you and your wedding and not just, oh, it was 
random wedding cake that you you know that wasn't very memorable. Yeah, I always tell the couple like, put yourselves first. This mm-hmm. is your one big day of your life, so you should be getting exactly what you two want. Exactly. And then when it comes to the cake design, do you feel like a lot of couples come to you with ideas of what they want or do you feel like you are presenting more of the ideas or how is that how is that process? And maybe we should back up and just talk about what cake design is. Yeah, so the cake design, some people come to us with really really specific designs. We are always looking for inspiration, not just with like actual cake designs, but like anywhere you can find inspiration. Like I find a lot of inspiration from being out in nature, for example. Like we have so many beautiful colors and like textures out in nature. I think it's really helpful to get into working with an event planner like you. Mm-hmm. Like you're the things that you send us, I don't know, the They're mood the boards. Detailed yeah. mood boards, and it's extremely helpful. Like color schemes, yes. right? Or like just design schemes, or like this is the color of their bouquets. We can like take off of that, or the color mm-hmm. of their bridal dresses, or the texture of these things. Mm-hmm. I always tell people to think about what your venue looks like, you know, go and stand in your venue and think about like your table settings. What's going to be on your table? What color are your Mm -hmm. tablecloths? What color are the bridesmaids dresses? What kind of flower arrangements are you going to have, if any, or is it just going to be greenery? Mm -hmm. Um, Will there be any metallics like silver or gold? And also just the type of venue, like a rustic barn wedding, your cake is going to look probably a little bit more different than if you're getting married at a very fancy hotel with (laughs) like extravagant chandeliers and lighting and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's I, so many elements that go into the design. Right. I definitely like to share that design guide that I call it with all of the vendors, you know, whether it's the florist or the cake baker or whoever, just because I want them to understand the whole big picture and how they can flow in with it. So it's not like this random thing that doesn't feel cohesive with everything else. Plus like it gets you an idea of, the couple, their aesthetic, what they like, even if it's not the dessert, it's like this is what they're into and this is what the mood and the feeling is going to be for the day and like what the setting is going to be like. So it's just all kind of like is one big giant picture, but, you know, each person has their own part that they're playing in it. Mm -hmm. It's so important. And um, like a lot of our brides will invite us to their Pinterest page Mm -hmm. so that we can the their vision for themselves they will literally bring in swatches of the dresses that the bridesmaids will be wearing um Mm -hmm. we always contact the florist that they're working with so that Mm -hmm. everyone that's involved is on the same page because like you said you want it to all come together as a whole because we are all separate entities you know coming Mm -hmm. together to create this this big picture and you want it to all be as perfect as possible (laughs) exactly no do-overs so you talked a little bit about how you reach out to the different vendors that are part of the day. So can you tell us more a little bit about what they can expect when they reach out? Yeah. So we try to tell them that we want to make their lives as easy as possible. <laughs> like hopefully, like you said, the dessert is one of the best, most fun parts of wedding planning. And we really try to go out of our way to have the couple as stress-free as possible. They have so much to do with the wedding planning and leading up to the day and on the day of the wedding. Right. Right. When clients reach out to us, typically they start by calling or emailing. We do have a form on our website that 
anyone interested in their in getting wedding desserts from us can fill out and send in. Jen and I are usually the only people that are dealing with our wedding clients because we like to keep it very intimate and be on top of all of it. So at that point, they would reach out to us via email. We would invite them in for a tasting. We always send over all of our menus. We want people, we want to be upfront and honest yeah. about like, here's what our offerings are, what the pricing is, okay. if this works with their budget. Yeah, about being upfront about pricing because sometimes you want all these things and it just doesn't work with your budget. And that's kind of a, it stinks if you wait all the way until the end to realize that the, hey, this isn't going to work. So we just always want to get that out of the way right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we do try to stay really flexible as far as working with all different types of budgets. People will come in for a tasting or you can also pick up a to-go tasting. And then if you feel like we're a good fit, we have our couple sign a contract. They end up paying a 30% deposit, which goes towards their final balance. So it's just a security deposit to hold the date. We don't require any other deposits from there on out. And then... From that point, we just keep an open dialogue. Typically, we that there is like radio silence after that because some people book this like an, a year into yeah, too, yeah. yeah, and so there's not really too much to talk about. Right. As we mentioned before, a lot of our couples will continue coming in for holidays and birthdays to try different items, mm -hmm. which is great because that gives you an opportunity to kind of cross things off your list or add things. And then, of course, mm -hmm. if there's any event planner involved, we always work with talking with them about the design if it's. You, you would obviously be sending us the, um, what did you call it? The mood board or the, the oh, my design, design guide. guide. Yes. Which is so helpful. And then typically we reach out to our couples about a month and a half before their wedding. And that's when the, that's when the ball starts rolling as far as finalizing the menu. Um, the guest count is usually a little firmed up by then. So we know what to expect as far as numbers. We reach out to the venue to coordinate delivery time setup time if we're going to be providing any cake stands um, sometimes our couples will rent our cake stands we provide signs we always work reach out to the florist to confirm what time the flowers would be dropped off and then we always say if we are setting up the dessert table anything else that the couple wants added we will add with the dessert so whether it's candles right. signage um, greenery mm -hmm. floral anything really um, so that we when we are setting it up it's all done and beautiful and it's a really, it becomes such a, an important part of the whole day. And it's such mm -hmm. a big wow factor when people walk into the space and they see this grand dessert table with the wedding cake and desserts and it's just great. Sometimes people make a beeline right for it. Yes. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, no, you can't eat that yet. Like please, there's other food. First. Right. People are really um, concerned. Like our, some of our brides are concerned about that. Like what if people eat the desserts before they're supposed to? And what I honestly suggest is like, it's going to happen. Yeah, Don't worry happen. about it. Like, no, the desserts aren't going to be gone. Um, people are still going to see it. It's still going to be a wow factor. Some people, right. people want to eat the desserts. Yeah. Some um, yeah. coordinators <laughs> will rope off the dessert mm -hmm. table or like put up a sign mm -hmm. saying like, please wait until, you know, dessert time to be eating this. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, just make sure the photographer got the photos and then it's fine. Like, just as long as that happens. 
Yeah. As long as no one's swiping a finger through the cake, trying the frosting. It's <laughs> right. Exactly. And I think like in times of COVID, that's probably going to be happening a lot yeah. less these days anyways. Right. But yeah, I like, I think it's really nice that you guys have a very full offering when it comes to the service that you're providing your clients, because, you know, one, it makes it much easier for them to work with you all. It makes the process so much smoother. I love how you guys are very upfront with your pricing because I know, you know, when couples are planning their wedding, um, even if they have a a large budget, they still want to know how the dessert fits in. And it's, it's not as good of an experience if they're waiting and waiting and they're like, oh, I don't, you know, they can't tell if if it's going to fit in with their budget so it just doesn't make the process as fun because if they get there and they're like oh we can't really do this and then it, you know it wastes their time and your time so and we don't want it to be awkward about talking about money either it's just more like what can mm-hmm. we do with how much money you want to spend on this and we'll make anything right. work really that we, mm-hmm. the best of our abilities right awesome do you guys what are some of the most creative or unexpected flavors or designs that you guys have done i feel like we need to talk about design some more but we can do the flavors first are there any favorites that you guys have done i mentioned fig before but i love like the fresh figs obviously Mm -hmm. um i just like to have a well-rounded variety for me like i Mm -hmm. love desserts personally so if I were to get a four-tiered cake, for example, every tier would be something completely different. Like definitely something like fudge brownie, chocolatey, caramelly, mm-hmm. and then like a lemon curd with fresh raspberries and blueberries. Or um, I don't know. What do you think for favorite flavors, Jen? For, I mean, for mine personally, I love like the herbaly flavor. I don't love sweets mm-hmm. as much. So like the herbal or the bittery flavor. So I really like the play on cocktail things. I don't know me sound, but... <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You mentioned um, mango. I love tropical flavors mm-hmm. too, like mango. Or um, yeah. we made a really good passion fruit curd. Oh, that was cool. oh, the best good. thing I've ever eaten. Um, <laughs> and passion fruit is hard because I made a passion fruit cocktail, mm-hmm. and those seeds are so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna do juice from now on because this is ridiculous um one couple they tried they ended up having a whole cake bar with i think like 10 different cakes on the table Mm -hmm. and every Mm -hmm. month leading up to their wedding they purchased a different cake because they wanted (laughs) to figure out what was going to be on the cake bar and their main wedding cake ended up being pumpkin or yeah pumpkin funfetti so it was a funfetti cake but a pumpkin cake base so basically pumpkin Uh cake with rainbow sprinkles added and then a chai Mm -hmm. filling and a caramel frosting i thought that was really interesting that sounds really yeah. fun i feel like like, sort of like there were a couple flavors in the past six years that i thought were absolutely horrible chocolate <laughs> anything chocolate and lemon i i hate yeah, but some people really <laughs> like that it's it. a really popular italian choice mm-hmm. i've noticed um mm-hmm. someone a friend of mine asked if i could fill her cake with a bubble gum filling mm-hmm. which just <laughs> made me feel it reminded me of like pepto-bismol <laughs> Right, um, right. And then once someone wanted chopped up bacon pieces oh, the cucumbers. in their cake frosting, which made me feel a little bit sick. Yeah, somebody also wanted a cucumber cake. Right, which was weird. Yeah. yeah there, there are very rare times where, where we say that this isn't a good idea, but there are sometimes we have to tell the couples, like, we don't think this is a good idea. Right. They can always try it. We can try to make something that they'd want and they can try it and see how they like it. And if they actually really like it, like, okay, we're okay with moving forward with it. But um, Just try it first. everyone's taste preferences are so different. So it's interesting. Like, yeah. We're not offended if someone doesn't like something because like to each their own, really. Yeah. It's also right. fun when the bride and groom have completely different taste palettes and wants mm-hmm. in their wedding cake. Mm-hmm. 
one right. loves chocolate, one hates it. What do we do? Right. And we're always trying to use really high quality ingredients and like have a high quality product. So something like bubble gum, like obviously that's mm-hmm. not a real natural thing. It's right. an artificial flavoring. Um, right. <laughs> so it's not something we would really recommend, but again, we would try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we would try. Yeah. Jen, do you feel like your science background is helpful when you're trying to figure out these flavors or does it not really matter? And it's more just like getting, you know what I mean? I definitely like combining strange flavors. So I think it's fun in that sense. Mm -hmm. And I love combining like savory flavors with sweet because whenever I've done food science, it's always been in like savory applications. So I used to work with beets. So I've done a lot of baking with beets, which has actually been really fun. So making like beet marshmallows, beet chocolate Mm -hmm. cakes. And it's a nice, like, earthy flavor that counterbalances a lot of the sweetness. It has mm-hmm. been fun in that sense. Um, I worked at a fish or a seafood company for my product <laughs> development job, so haven't really done that with sweets yet. But. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of interesting. To, like, think of all these crazy new flavors, because that was mm-hmm. product development. So it's just think of the wildest flavors you can and see how they go and pair it back from there. Right. So let's, we talked a lot about flavors. Can we, let's talk a little bit more about cake design, like the outside and what it looks like. Do you find that um, there are trends that you're seeing that you're excited about or that couples um, want to, to, to do when they're working with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a big trend for this past year was like dark moody colors, which mm-hmm. we absolutely oh, yeah. loved. Um, we did a bridal show at the Strathallen, which is a very like mm-hmm. high-end um, hotel in Rochester. And mm-hmm. we did the whole thing moody, moody dark black, colors. Yeah. Black velvet. Yeah, like black wedding cakes, dark green wedding cakes, mm-hmm. dark flowers, um, so a lot of metallics added. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. loved the dark and moody yes. trend. Fits I feel like souls. that's still kind of going a little bit. <laughs> I hope it can. Yeah. yeah. The naked cake trend was so big for such a long time. Yeah. Um, people are still ordering them. It's not my favorite but i love a naked cake it's a simple design it's really great for like an outdoor wedding a rustic Mm -hmm. barn wedding um Mm -hmm. lately there's been a lot of lace like this is only the past like couple couple months but there's been a lot of like ruffles and lace it almost feels like a vintage old school feel coming back a little bit more glam like it was rustic for so Mm -hmm. long we're heading more towards glam now i think because it might also be because weddings have had to be so small now people are trying to really like get a little bit more of elegance and party out of it. Mm-hmm. I was always into cakes with like different textures. Like mm-hmm. ones, I like the cakes that are, don't look like a wedding cake necessarily. And sometimes like the, the groom particularly would be like, I want it to look like a wedding cake, not mm-hmm. like art. But I think it's, I mean, it's everyone knows it's a wedding cake. I feel like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like, you know, three tiers with like little piping around the edges and like that's call it a day. Yeah. I find, I think it's more interesting when it's, it looks like an art form. Yeah, or I, art I totally form. agree. I love the different textures and I love when people get creative with their designs. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to have like an element of surprise too. Like when I was mm-hmm. close to one wedding, it was at a club, like a kind of gothy dark nightclub and the cake matched that. So it was a very dark colored cake, almost black, like dark purple. And then the inside mm-hmm. was like rainbow funfetti bright. So when you cut into it, it was like a fun surprise. Oh, that is fun. I know. Yeah. Like the ones where there's stuff inside mm-hmm. it and they, they come spilling it, which really is just like a photo. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, 
Do you all have any tips for those listening about how they can get creative with not just their cake flavors, but also with their cake design? Like if they're thinking, if they're listening to the interview and they're like, this is really great, but where do I get started? Or how do I, how do I do this with my own cake baker? What would you tell them? Um, if someone doesn't have a design background or like really any idea of how to start with design, I definitely recommend working with someone like you who will help with the design like a wedding planner will always be that person to help you like get started with colors and textures and think about what you're going to have at your wedding day Mm -hmm. like I said earlier it's always important to think about where the venue is going to be because Jen mentioned the barn is going to be a lot different from a high-end hotel venue Mm -hmm. um We do have a book here that's filled with many different cake designs, just things that we've done in the past, not necessarily for people to choose the design, but just to give them a starting point as far as like, these are some ideas. Yeah, and we always recommend Mm -hmm. scrolling through websites like Pinterest or any like cake designers on Instagram, just find like ideas that you like. We don't necessarily need to copy the whole cake, but maybe you like elements from a few different cakes that we can pull from to make a cake. Right. Yeah, I always like to see what they are pinning mm-hmm. as far as the dessert so I can tell if they have like a clean, you know, a clean look or they like something a little bit more over the top or they like something that's with lots of flowers or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Awesome. So we talked a little bit in, I think, your bio when I was reading it um, that you guys provide allergen-free options. And I've personally had your dairy-free cakes and your chocolate, your dairy-free chocolate chip cakes, which are just phenomenal. But can you tell us more about why you think it's important to have these allergen-free options and what your process is for figuring out those recipes? Yeah. So when we started Scratch, we decided we wanted to be able to offer vegan, gluten-free, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, Um, and a big part of that is because it's such a growing need. A lot of people are finding that they have these food allergies or even people just wanting a lifestyle change. The vegan uh, community in Rochester is huge. It's been a really, I would say about like 40% of our business is probably vegan and gluten-free. So neither Jen or I are vegan or gluten-free. My original business partner, um, she wasn't vegan or gluten-free either. So, and we all have really, really high standards I mentioned as far as what our product tastes like, not only what it looks like, but what it tastes like. So whenever we're making something that's vegan or gluten-free, we know it'll be good if we like it because yeah, basically, because we just have really high standards. So, um, we find that like, I, pr- I honestly prefer like our gluten-free chocolate chip cookie, for example, like I think it's a lot mm-hmm. softer and I just prefer the texture. Mm-hmm. Um, the vegan gluten-free chocolate cake is amazing. I mean, all of our vegan gluten-free items, you can't really tell at all that they are vegan or gluten-free, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so helpful for us. And also, I'm just so happy to be able to offer these things. We are not a certified allergen-free bakery. So we we can't 100% guarantee anything. If someone has um, celiac, for example, we always have to say, like, there is going to be flour in the air. We do use the same equipment. We do try to sanitize everything as much as possible. And if we know we're working with a client who is vegan or gluten-free, we try to really, really take care with their order. Right. Yeah, I think that's just fascinating because it's, you know, there are people that do have those needs and it's nice to make them feel like you thought about them too and they're not just an afterthought or like oh you can't have any of this sorry mm-hmm. so I think it's really nice that you guys offer that and they're delicious it's like, funny because so I had never really baked vegan or gluten-free before I started scratch and in my mind I'm like oh, I don't even know where to begin like is it all vegetables like are we gonna be grinding up spinach to make cake but no it's nothing like that 
it's like there's no vegetable really no. in anything. Yeah, it's mostly <laughs> just alternative flowers yeah. and mm-hmm. which sometimes make a better product too. I mean, and then some things we offer are naturally allergen friendly. So like all of our French macarons, mm-hmm. they're all naturally gluten free since they're made with almond flour. So it's always right. good to tell people that as well if they're looking for just if they're kind of scared to try options because they might not taste the same. It's like, Oh, Hey, these are naturally that way anyways. So. Right. You're not compromising it. And I am obsessed with your macarons. I just love macarons because they're just not, again, they're like not overly Mm -hmm. sweet. So I can just eat those all day, all day. We have a lot of couples who come in where like the bride is vegan, for example, Mm -hmm. but the groom is not, doesn't have any Um, allergy needs. So what they ask is for a vegan tasting and a traditional tasting. So we offer Mm -hmm. that as well, just to throw that out there. We do a mix of it in our wedding desserts as well. So if they know they have a lot of guests that are going to be vegan or gluten-free, a lot of our Mm -hmm. couples will order desserts specifically for them. Or sometimes they'll get desserts that are all allergen friendly just so they can pick and choose from anything. Right. That's so nice. What do you all see on the horizon for Scratch Bake Shop and then cake and dessert trends? Do you see, you know, do you have any projections for 2021? That's a great question. (laughs) I feel like everyone has just been like living day to day at this point with like everything that's going on in the in the world. Um, We because this past wedding season was crazy. I mean, you know, you experienced how many cancellations there was and postponements to downsizing. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Scratch has just been continually growing. Every year we get busier, which is amazing. Um, weddings have always been our main focus. We love to work mm-hmm. with our wedding clients. I don't know. As far as trends? I hope the dark cake trend continues. <laughs> I hope I, know, I think it's just fun to not do. I mean, there are some beautiful white cakes yeah. with texture or whatever. But, like, I think just having some your cake pop and something that's different is just so much more fun. Yeah, I hope that people continue to get – I think people are, like, getting more and more creative. Adventurous. Yeah, and with mm-hmm. everything that's on um, TV and online these mm-hmm. days, I hope that it just keeps becoming more creative and yeah, more creative. And not necessarily the large white tiered cake, but getting some dessert right. options. And-, right. and really making, I hope people like start considering like how to make the wedding desserts and the cake such a m- more important part of their wedding than just like, oh, we're just going to have this big cake and cut mm-hmm. a piece and, you know. Right. We hope sheet cakes go away. <laughs> we have gotten so much feedback from couples who, from, from the past who have said like, all of our guests still talk about our wedding desserts and our cake to this day. Um, oh, and that's, that's so such crazy. a great feeling. Like it's amazing mm-hmm. to be remembered like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like a lot of times, like when I'm working with my couples, they really want to create a really special experience yeah. for their guests. Like something that they want people to remember. It's like, it's part of their legacy. Like they want to be known for having created a really special time for everyone, not just like focusing on themselves. So it's really nice when people tell them like it was very memorable for for whatever reason like get like your cake and your dessert so i agree yeah if you could give our listeners one piece of advice or a surprising detail that they're probably not thinking about when it comes to their cake or the dessert what would it be have fun don't let it stress you at the end of the day it's dessert like it's something that's fun and delicious and it shouldn't cause you any stress mhm i agree with that and also i always try to remember to tell couples Make sure you have someone who's going to be saving dessert for you yes. because the yes. amount of times we've had couples say, we didn't even get dessert. It flew out of there. <laughs> we have no idea where the cake went. So if you're working with a coordinator or if there's someone at the venue who's in charge of the cake cutting, for example, make sure that they save 
dessert for you, pieces of cake for you, so that when you go into your honeymoon suite or wherever you're going afterwards, you can, you know, enjoy that in bed. We'll (laughs) even order an extra cake from us and you'll have it ready and set aside for you. (laughs) Exactly. We do offer a complimentary four-inch cake um, on the couple's first anniversary as part of our wedding package. So if you don't get cake on your wedding day, just know that there is future free cake coming to you. Oh, and another piece of advice, don't eat your old wedding cake because it will not be good. (laughs) No. I know I did that just because I because our so our baker in um in Charlottesville she did also that when she gave us like a free cake you know on our anniversary but I was just like very very curious what it would taste like so I wrapped it up in like multiple things of saran wrap multiple things of foil like I looked it up like different different layers but then you have a cake like sitting around in your in your freezer for a year like that's so annoying right (laughs) so wait how did it taste how was it it tasted fine I mean it tasted like it was actually like obviously the fresh mango cake that she sent was amazing (laughs) and delicious like I think because I wrapped it up in so many layers it was you know it was like a cake that had been frozen but it wasn't like disgusting and it wasn't like molded or whatever it was it was fine but I like you know I just wanted it it was probably I think a little bit more dried out (laughs) it's been 12 years so I can't really remember but (laughs) but you know I like I did it just to have a bite and then obviously I just ate the the nice (laughs) so yeah so before we wrap up I want to ask you guys one last question that I ask all of our guests because I believe that life's too short to waste it on moments without meaning or don't give us joy what gives you the most joy in your life or what's the most meaningful for you guys um gives me most joy I guess spending time with family and friends especially now it's so important them Mm -hmm. as a support system and it's just I mean every day I go home and see my family and we all have dinner together and it's just it's sincerely the happiest like most joyous part of my day Aww. (laughs) (laughs) um I have to agree definitely spending time with family and friends um through the global Mm -hmm. pandemic it's brought um my my immediate family much closer together we're sitting with Molly's mom right now (laughs) yeah Um, and yeah, I have a four-year-old, so obviously he brings me the most joy than I could have ever imagined I would have in my life. And that's amazing. Um, but yeah, as far as like food, food's such an important part of our lives on an everyday basis. I like can't every day I think about how lucky I am to be able to come into work and do something that I love, that I'm passionate about, something that's making other people happy. A big part of scratch is what we wanted to have is like a place where our employees were happy and also our customers, like what we're doing hopefully is putting a little bit of light into Mm -hmm. the world that can be sometimes a dark place. (laughs) I definitely, I definitely see that from the way, you know, when I'm speaking to them on the phone or even like your Instagram, like I just feel like it's, it's a happy, I don't know, mood. And like, it's just like a, a great community that you guys are cultivating. And I can definitely see that from the, from everything. So, and I agree is awesome thank you yay Jen and Molly it was so lovely talking to you guys I really really appreciate your time before we go can you let our listeners know where they can find you online yes so our website is scratchbakeshoprock.com same with our Instagram our Facebook scratchbakeshoprock perfect I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes guys this was so awesome I really really appreciate it everyone Jen and Molly from Scratch Bake Shop thank you so much Desiree awesome thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner to make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you.